For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever means me. It means all of you. Um, uh, uh, the song service, everything that's been said, you you know that feeling when you, you know you're where God wants you to be? Um, and and, and you, you found his mind. Uh, I, I am speaking to you tonight from a very vulnerable place. Um, I just am. I don't, I don't know fully why. Um, but um, God has been dealing with me um, in a good way, obviously. Uh, but in the last couple of weeks, there's just been a... Well, we all know how it is when you walk with the Lord. There are those seasons, right? Um, and I've, I've been in one of those places, and one of the reasons I, I wanted you to move forward, uh, there's something I might do later. I haven't decided yet. Um, we'll see how the Spirit directs. But um, even if we don't, I'm vulnerable tonight, so I figured you might as well be <laughs> uh, sitting someplace that you don't like to sit. Um, no, that's not. Um, but, but tonight's message comes from a deeply personal place for me. Um, and it came upon me very unexpectedly. Um, I, I thought that my mind was going a, a different direction um, as I was thinking about this service. And this past Saturday morning, I was running, working out, and a, a song came across my earbuds. I was listening to music while I ran. And it sent my mind in a direction that I, I wasn't thinking about for tonight. Um, and I was still questioning whether or not I had misread the cue um, on Sunday morning. And then we had church. And what church we had. Um, you know, in fact, we had two services on Sunday, really. Uh, we had that first part. And then we had a second. Um, and that's how much God wants to move among us. And how willing he is to work to enable us to get it. And when Brother Van Sayak stood up and he sang, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. And then those songs and those testimonies happened. I was sitting in the balcony, not in the first five rows. <laughs> and I said to God, okay, I hear you. And I knew at that moment that this was the way I was supposed to go tonight. And uh, it's nothing profound. It's rather simple. And I pray that after I'm done, you'll see that Really, that simplicity is the whole point. Just yesterday, I was talking to a good friend, and uh, I worried aloud, I, I said this to him, that, that I worried that my publicly taking biblical stances 
on some cultural issues that are out there right now would be an, an inhibitor for people that I love seeing and accepting Christ. And that's a fine line that we all walk as Christians, right? How do you show the love of Christ while still maintaining the biblical standard of holiness and what God's word says? And that's going to not get easier in the culture that we're in. And I worried that if I, I could hold those stances, but I maybe didn't have to announce them, and that somehow perhaps that would allow people to still see Christ. And he said something to me along the lines of, that's not an acceptable answer. You have to fully trust him, referring to God, to reach those individuals. You have to be firm in his word and trust that he cares more for their souls than you do. His comment stung a little. Because trust in Christ is something that we love to talk and sing about. But it is really hard to practice. In Matthew 27, we get one of the many versions in the Gospels of the crucifixion of Christ. And in Matthew chapter 27, verse 23, 43, I'm sorry, we get this taunt that is hurled at Jesus as he hangs on the cross by people that verse 41 in that same chapter confirms as chief priests, scribes, and elders. In other words, this taunt that was thrown at Jesus was what religious people said to Christ. Here is what they said as documented in verse 33. These are the scribes taunting Christ. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him or if he wills it. For he said, I am the son of God. These religious leaders were mocking Christ. But here is something that I think is pretty remarkable to consider. Jesus, in his complete humanity, separating his divine essence, but his human essence, which he had to have. Jesus, in his human capacity, actually does what these taunters suggest he do. They're mocking him. Trust God. He will deliver you. And in that moment, Jesus, in his humanity, had to fully trust God for his eventual deliverance in order to submit to the cross. And as his mockers sarcastically say, let God deliver him, and he says he's the son of God, they are speaking the truth of the situation, albeit unwittingly. He was the son of God. He did indeed trust in God. And God did indeed desire to deliver him. As we know, God did deliver him from the grave. But Jesus' humanity had to trust in God the Father first before any of that could happen. And because he did that, because he lived out that trust, 
we can now trust in him. Here's the song that I heard this Saturday while I was running that brought out these thoughts. I'll read the lyrics to you. God picked up a sparrow that could no longer fly. He brushed off its wounds, and then he watched it soar into the sky. If he's mindful of creation, on this I can depend. I am his child, and I can place all my trust in him. I can trust Jesus. I can trust Jesus. He never once <clears throat> has failed to meet my need. He is my strong tower. The strength in my weakest hour, I can trust Jesus. He takes care of me. I have prayed some prayers and felt they never were. But I held to God's hand and kept right on trusting in his word. My wants and God's desires don't always agree. But I lean on his will, for he always knows what's best for me. I can trust Jesus. I can trust Jesus. He never once has failed to meet my need. He is my strong tower, the strength and my weakness tower. I can trust Jesus. He takes care of me. I struggle with this trust. I like to think I have it, but my actions don't often back it up. I have been in a season of struggling prayer in these last couple of weeks, and for the last two nights, I have had those sorts of prayers where you just feel helpless. And you know the kind I mean. The ones where you're hurt or your need is so great that you don't know what you'll do. I've been there this week. I've just been down and struggling. And you know, I tell myself that I trust God, but that takes effort on my part. And sometimes it's an effort that we don't feel we're capable of exerting or don't even know how to put it into practice. But it's not one-sided. We can't just lay this on Jesus. Trust is earned. Christ has earned that trust, clearly. However, we have to submit to feelings of trust. You have to be willing to say, yes, I'm going to have to expect that this will happen in God's will, although I really can't have any reassurance that it will, other than through faith. I look at it uh, kind of like it being in a relationship where you, you say you trust each other, but the practice of it falls short. Um, and I think of an example of a friend of mine uh, he was dating someone, and uh, she said to him that every night he needed to show her his phone so that she could see who he'd been texting and calling. 
No offense if any of you have this arrangement, okay? <laughs> um, but to me, that's not trust. It's partial trust. It's pretend trust. It wants credit for being trust without the actual trust. I think sometimes we're like that with God. We want the credit for saying that we trust God. We want the spiritual merit badge. But do our actions, and more importantly, our private thoughts, contradict that? It takes work, intense faith, really which we must nurture in order to really trust Jesus. So I found myself saying to God in these prayer sessions that I've had in the last weeks, I believe, help thou my unbelief. This moment in the Bible is one that I find a ridiculous amount of comfort in. I look to it often. If we look in Mark chapter 9 and verses 23 and 24, which is where that scripture is located, we see the charge that Jesus gives this father when this father asks Christ to heal his child. Here it is, Mark 9, 23 and 24. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. I like how he just didn't try to separate it. He thought it was natural and logical that those two things be linked. I believe, help thou my unbelief. Because sometimes they go together. Right there is the brilliance of the love of God. He understands that it's difficult for us to really trust him. So he requires that we trust him. The Bible says in Psalm 32, verse 10, that, quote, steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. And God wants us to be surrounded by that steadfast love. But he doesn't throw us into the deep end and expect us to swim to expect, excuse me. He doesn't throw us into the deep end and expect us to swim to acceptable levels of trust on our own. He says that his love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. And then he offers us help and trusting him more. Overcoming doubt and unbelief will depend entirely on God's strength, not ours. And that's the crux of any successful relationship where trust and acceptance is on display. You have to work with that individual to create it. And since God is the superior partner in our relationship with him, he'll do most of the work because he's capable of it. 
but we still have a responsibility as well. Last night, all of these feelings were coming to a head for me. Um, I'd spoken to my mother earlier in the day. I, I called her and asked her to go to lunch just because I needed to hear my mom's voice. And after I left her yesterday, after, is Val here? Okay. After I left her yesterday afternoon, I, I thought of something that my sister-in-law, Valerie, told me that my mother said to her once. My mother lost her own mother, my grandmother, when she was very young. Um, Val obviously lost Sis um, when she was young. And so I think they were probably sharing that experience. Uh, I think mom was 20 or 21 years old when grandma died. Um, I was not yet three. My brother Brock was in the womb. And she didn't have her mom around. And she told Val, she said, you know, of course I wish my mother had lived longer. But she didn't. And because I couldn't go to her, when I needed advice or was having marital trouble or parental trouble or just wanted to talk to a mother like a daughter would want to do because I couldn't do that because she wasn't there. I had no other option but to go to God. And the fact that I learned so young that that was the only option really available to me is something I'm grateful for even though I'm not glad about the circumstance that taught me that lesson. I marvel at that. What a profound, wise point. As I mentioned, yesterday was one of those days where I just, I felt unmoored, I felt adrift. Um, and I was leaving work yesterday, and I missed Aunt Donna so much that it physically hurt. I just wanted to talk to her. And as I was driving home, I was thinking about how much I wanted to hear her voice, how much I wanted her advice, how much I wanted to ask her to pray for me. And that pain, that hurt, it was so overwhelming that I just said, God, I need you. And then I didn't say anything else. And I did not consciously think specific thoughts. I did not utter in my mind a prayer. But my heart was calling out to God. And God can do something that my mom can't do. God can do something that Aunt Donna could never do. He can hear my heart. I can communicate the absolute truth of a feeling or a situation with him without saying or thinking a word. But I cannot communicate that way with you or with my family. And so as I sat there struggling, 
God gently tugs. He gently nudges. He hears the heart. And he says, lean into me. Trust me. And then he helps as I lean into him. And as I learn to trust him. Bill Gaither wrote a song that's terribly profound, and it's called I Believe. Some of you might know it. And in its simplicity, there's that word again. It's one of the most powerful things he's ever written, I think. This is the lyric. I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I take the finite risk of trusting like a child. I believe, help thou my unbelief. I walk into the unknown, trusting all the while. I long so much to feel the warmth that others seem to know. Now listen to this, this is brilliant. But should I never feel a thing, I'll claim him even so. I believe, help thou my unbelief. I walk into the unknown trusting all the while. I walk into the unknown trusting. A simple song, simple words. And that is what we need to get at its very essence, that simple Trust. A simple song conveys a simple, powerful truth. When a father tells a child, I've got this, or I, 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 I'm handling it, at least when they're young, that child believes them because daddy doesn't fail them. And so as I struggle with trust, and as maybe some of you struggle with trust. Can we become as the Bible instructs us to do and be little children? And come unto him, even though we are heavy laden, and he will give us rest. Helen, if you want to come up here, I'll have you play that song in a minute, if you don't mind. Um, I want to do something right now. Um, I want Helen to play I Can Trust Jesus. Uh, I don't want us to sing it. We're not going to do any of that. She's just going to play the song, and I, I'm going to ask you to indulge in activity with me. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes if you want to, because I, I don't want us to be conscious of anyone around us. I don't want us to be looking at other people, gauging their reactions. And as Helen plays and our eyes are closed, I'm going to talk about some things. And if any of these things that I mention are things that you need to give more fully to Jesus, let's do that on our own right now. Can you turn the piano down just a little? 
the things that I'm about to mention you may be struggling with. Or maybe these are things that you've brought before God in the past and he has done what God does. He's answered or redirected our desires. And as I read these items, I would ask you to reflect on answered prayers or on those still being uttered. So as Helen softly plays and those who are willing closes their eyes, let's let our Father hear our hearts. If you have unsaved children and you don't see how that situation can be reversed, you can trust Jesus. If you have an illness, maybe one that no one understands or really knows about, you can trust Jesus. If you have a fear that overwhelms you or a situation that you just don't see an answer to, you can trust Jesus. We're all in a church right now that needs a new shepherd. We can trust Jesus. If you're lonely, you can trust Jesus. If you've failed him, or if you've disappointed yourself with some action or thought, you can trust Jesus. If you've not felt God in a while and you think he's forgotten you or he doesn't care, you can trust Jesus. If you're disappointed or hurt by those around you, you can trust Jesus. If you have financial worries, you can trust Jesus. If you're having relationship or marriage problems, you can trust Jesus. If you're wondering or if you're fearful, is your soul really secure in Christ's hands? You can trust Jesus. If you're worried about when your time comes to cross the Jordan and face death, what will that experience be like? Will I be able to handle it? You can trust Jesus. If you're wondering about God's promises, will he keep them? You can trust Jesus. If from time to time you wonder, is Jesus really interceding for me? Is Christ really calling out my name to the Father? 
you can trust Jesus. When you have doubts about whether that old man or that old woman you used to be is really dead through the power of Christ's redemptive blood, you can trust Jesus. Do you have a sick child, a sick family member, and you don't know how that situation will resolve itself? You can trust Jesus. Do you worry that you've exhausted God's grace? You haven't. You can trust Jesus. Do you wonder, will this next temptation, will this next trial get the best of me? You can trust Jesus. Do you feel like God is asking you to do something for him and his kingdom and you don't feel equipped to do it? You can trust Jesus. How wonderful, how loving our God is. Father, we believe, help thou our unbelief. And through a simple trust, a childlike faith, may we learn every day to trust him more and more. And there will be days when that trust will falter. When we really will have to cry out, help thou my unbelief. And we can trust in this simple assurance and this promise. He will. I'm so grateful for the love of God as are all of us I know. I'm grateful how tenderly God has just been nudging us for the last couple of weeks as a congregation. I don't always succeed, but my prayer for myself my prayer for us is that every day we trust him more and more. I'm going to say a prayer and then I'll turn it over to Donna. Father, we come before you tonight. So humble. Not only that you pay attention to us, but that you love us. You love us enough to help us not doubt you. 
You just don't throw a demand on us and then leave us out there on our own to come to the solution. You know that faith and trust is so hard and we can't do it on our own. And yet, God, you've never once failed. I would not be here had people not trusted you. Had they not turned my life over to you and said, God, he's yours. You're going to have to redeem him. You're going to have to bring him back and protect him. I'm thankful for those who exhibited that trust. I want to live worthy of it and have that same level of trust. That's my prayer, God, for all of us. God, you're, you're so merciful. Thank you, Lord, that tonight you've read every heart in this building. And whatever it is where we've got stored there, you'll help us give it to you. Oh, thank you, Lord. We're so unworthy. Oh. In Jesus' name, amen.